Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, good afternoon or good morning, wherever you are. It's Fantastic Tuesday. And I want to give a big shout out to my international listeners in China, India, Australia, Ireland, Canada, Korea, Mexico, Greece, the Ukraine, Germany, Spain, Nigeria, the Netherlands, France, and welcome to my new listeners in Kenya, in Ghana, and Fiji. I really appreciate your turning into my show, Transformation for Success, each week. You know, you don't have to be a business entrepreneur or corporate CEO in the conventional sense to grow wealth and success with insights you will gain from the Transformation for Success radio talk show. You know, each week I feature guests who have demonstrated a significant increase in their personal, spiritual, and professional success, either in overcoming substantial obstacles, discovering a new purpose, or pursuing a new path. And my shows are, have themes that touch on transformation, creativity and innovation, success strategies, discipline, and health and financial wellness. So anyone who's pursuing their ambitions can apply the lessons they learn. Chock full of surprising strategies from business and technology tools to success tidbits, mind shifts, transformation success. The show is simultaneously ultra-informative. So for those of you... I have a little shout-out that you may be new to Transformation for Success radio talk show. This is a show that's really primarily designed to empower you with weekly success stories so you can learn and know the success tools that work and become that successful, happy person God meant you to be to step into your purpose. Now, we are on the Empowerment Channel, the Women's Channel, and the Business Channel on Saturdays at 12 p.m. and 2 and 12 midnight. So I'd want you to give us a call today if you have any questions of me or my guest, and you can call in at 1-888-346-9141. Or my international listeners, you can Skype any questions you may have at info at Transformation for Success. So today I am so pleased to have in the studio today Miss Lisa Reed. This woman is incredible, and so I'm so happy that she was able to be on the show today. So, hi, Lisa. How are you? Hi, Dr. Young. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you here. Listen, you know, uh, let me just tell the listeners about Miss Lisa Reed. She is a speaker. She's a facilitator for personal development, and she has a personal development company. She has actually booked and delivered over 350 speaking engagements. Wow, Lisa. <laughs> Incredible. I keep so busy. Why? I keep busy. <laughs> well, she's not busy at all, believe me. She is, and you know what? She's a mom, she is a wife, and she's a published author. And she's the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now. I like that, Lisa. <laughs> so That's today, right. And she's going to share her transformational journey after finding herself divorced in massive financial debt, feeling hopeless, 
overwhelmed, confused, and as Lisa says, very lost. So how many of you out there can relate to some of these issues? Well, I want you to stay tuned because you're going to hear how this remarkable woman transformed her life and is now helping others to bring their messages to a world stage. So, Lisa, I got a lot of questions for you, girl. (laughs) Okay. You know, there's always a starting point of anybody's journey. So how does it all start with you? Uh, for when after, when I was in that dark, dark place, do you mean, or like before yeah, that? Yeah, that dark place. I mean, here you are, the you get dark divorced. Place. How many years were you married? Yeah. Um, we were how many together, years were we you married? married nine years together, about 10, 10 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had and a daughter, we had a child. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, and it was hard for both of us, you know, I don't think anyone gets married thinking that they're going to get divorced. That's not part of the equation. So for both of us, it was a loss of a dream, you know, and Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. we thought life was going to turn out to be. And looking back, I'm very grateful. Um, My ex-husband and I have maintained a friendship and parent really well together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And we both learned skills since that time of separation. Right that have helped isn't us it, move forward into our other relationships. You know what I always think about, Lisa, isn't it interesting that we don't have an opportunity to learn those skills before we get married? You know, and it, it always has been my yeah. dream to uh, help couples even today to really talk about a lot of issues uh, and communicate their feelings. And it's difficult, I know, because we do go through passages and people do change. But a lot of times they don't change. It's just that we didn't see what the, who the real people were. But anyway, tell me how, you know, here you are, and you had massive debt, and then you come out of this uh, overwhelming debt, and uh, you're feeling hopeless and helpless. What happened? How did you, how were you able to turn it around? That's a great question. Uh, what happened, I think, in any time we're having that um, tough time, we also, uh, when we're open to something different, it somehow magically appears, and I was mm-hmm. at that point where I was like, I, I knew enough about thoughts and mindset and, and how life worked, how our minds worked. I knew that there was something I had missed along the way. There was some mm-hmm. gap in my own growth, and I think when you can come from that type of place, it's more empowering versus it's their fault or it's this or it's this other thing right. and it's not me and it's, right. you know, when, that's more victim thinking, which is really easy mm-hmm. to do when we've been dealt some cards that we're not, you know, happy with. And so right. I was luck- luckily had, had some of that uh, presence to know there was, there was something I was missing. And right around that time, I got a call from uh, one of my now coworkers and, uh, productive learning as a company I work for. I, I don't own it. I wish uh-huh. I owned it sometimes, but um, and it's just an amazing company. And I I got a call from one of my coworkers, and he invited me to a personal development workshop. And uh-huh. at that point, I w- I remember sitting there thinking, I don't really have anything else to lose at this point. Like I don't know where else yeah. to go or where else to turn. <laughs> and right. so you know, I thought, why not? And I went in there, and really with the intention of how can I learn about myself in terms of relationships, like love? And, of course, I mm-hmm. had that mounting mm-hmm. debt as well. So how can I learn about money, like how I see money, how I think about money, mm-hmm. 
where it's showing up. And that was Mm -hmm. entering into that workshop at Productive Learning was, as I look back, I didn't know at the time, but as I look back, that was the game changer as I started to see what I couldn't see Mm -hmm. on my own that's within me. You You know know what I'm saying? I do know, and I want to applaud you for doing that because I know so many women and men struggle with a lot of issues, but sometimes they don't really take that additional step to do that life growth development and really take a look at themselves. Because one of the things I think that you, you've talked about is, and you mentioned a mind shift. You have to have a mind shift. And how do you get that mind shift? So one of the things you did share is that you had a lot of limiting beliefs. And how, you know, as so many people do, we all do because we grew up with them. You know, I think from the time we're two, it's don't do that. You know, are you, you're going to get hurt if you do this. So those things become a, a part of who we are. How were you able to deal with that? Uh, well, I think I, I hear that a lot as well. Like we have all these limiting beliefs, and we do because our beliefs are formed and fixed pretty much by seven years mm-hmm. old. And then we, those aren't mm-hmm. all bad beliefs, but if we only use those tools and don't add additional ones on a conscious basis, then, right. then that's where we get stuck. Right. So I think part of it is that exploration of what are my beliefs and maybe mm-hmm. where are they limiting, but not. it's not that they're limiting all the time. They serve a purpose for us. They keep us alive. They kept us safe. Those beliefs were um, mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. still present within us. We're not getting rid of them, but we're, we're exploring them, like, Wow, I didn't realize that I had that Mm -hmm. belief and I'm operating Mm -hmm. as if it's true all the time. That's Mm -hmm. where I, my learning came in like, oh wow, I had this belief and I'll share it with the, with the listeners right now. My belief that Mm -hmm. I uncovered in that particular workshop many years ago was, and this isn't going to be astounding necessarily to your listeners because it's, it's, it's true for me, but it, we all have Mm -hmm. our own particular one, but it was, I'm fine, fine, I don't need anything, was was my belief. I'm fine, I don't need anything. So Mm -hmm. when I'm operating from that belief, does that bring in financial abundance? No. Does that bring in uh, love and, and, um, you know, someone who wants to take care of me? No. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's pushing it Mm -hmm. away. Uh Pushing it away. Right. So uncovering that. (laughs) was the first, I think that's the first step of like, what's, what's underneath the rug? Like, let's open up the hood and take a look, see what we have. It's amazing when, uh, you know, you're not my only guest who shared, you know, when you start to open up that box and you start to look within, and that's where it starts. It starts with looking within before you can try to be looking without, is that you really have to come to grips with some of your own things. What and and were there other things in that productive learning uh, session uh, or time period um, teach you? And uh, because some of the things you're doing today is it a result of what you learned there? It is. It is. What happened is I so I took that workshop just as a standalone, thinking, oh, that'll be fun, and I really loved it. I I am one of those people who just really loves that conversation, even the conversation we're having right now of just. How can I bring more consciousness to my life? How can I be more of ideal wife, mom, woman, business owner, mm-hmm. person, humanity, <laughs> member of society, and continue to sharpen that knife? And so that was my first step. And then I would come in, I would take a workshop like a weekend, once a quarter, just to keep 
I thought, you know what, I really enjoy this. I like this challenge, but it's a safe challenge. But it's like when we talk to our, our friends, they're going to back up our our BS, our belief systems, right? And they're going to back up our yeah. stuff. And I wanted to be <laughs> in a situation. See, I wasn't going where you were. I wanted to be in a situation where I was challenged, but in a supportive way. And um, okay. that, over time, as I look back, like, after doing that for about a year, I'd look back and I'm like, wow, I've really shifted. And a few months after my first workshop, I met my now husband. We've been together eight years. And I knew the relationship was different because mm-hmm. I was different. And right. he right. is a person right. who cherishes me, wants to give, is is like just there. My needs are really important to him. And I wasn't mm-hmm. putting that out there before. So no fault well, to my ex-husband. I wasn't. Was yeah, I wasn't you. asking for it. Believe you, there was nothing wrong. You know what? I want to go back just a moment, uh, if you don't mind, uh, because one of the things I think is so important for the listeners to learn, and we've got a lot of business entrepreneurs too, but that are are listening. When we talk about debt, you had a lot of debt, and I I, I wanted to get back to that because how did you, in terms of that journey that you began to take? Uh, help you unravel and clear up debt because, you know, I know that had to be addressed. And a lot of people, you know, Absolutely. are going through that right now. We know a lot of people in debt. These credit cards are to the max. Uh, and then yeah. how, what strategies did you use to pull yourself out of that as a single parent? Yeah, I, um, there were a lot of things that, that attributed to mm-hmm. getting out of the hole. I mean, I was, I will mm-hmm. say I'm an extremely determined person, and when mm-hmm. I put my mind to something, just like any of us, we put our mind to something, we make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. But I also needed to get clear on what habits I had that weren't helping me, and where mm-hmm. had I um, gone along with a plan that didn't that I just chose to not understand or mm-hmm. kind of take a chance on and not really go in mm-hmm. consciously. So that was part of it. Also, um, mm-hmm. part of it was understanding my own dynamics with money, what lessons, going back to the belief, like what lessons did I learn mm-hmm. from my parents, from my upbringing, and what did I want to hold on to and what did I want to stop? And this mm-hmm. is something um, that's really interesting as you start to get to know ourselves is that we mm-hmm. all have this threshold of comfort. And you can attribute it to weight, like, or money, or exercise, mm-hmm. or meditation, or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever any, anything. We have thresholds of all these things. And so we are actually, I, hear, I see this again and again with, with different people that, that I come in contact with, where we, we become comfortable with a certain amount of debt, just as we do weight or anything, love, you know. So we have this comfort level, and then we'll notice that, you know, oh, you'll pay off X amount, you know, a chunk of it, mm-hmm. but then somehow it gets mm-hmm. back up to that level. So we have this, mm-hmm. even though we don't consciously want the debt, unconsciously, subconsciously, we're comfortable with it. So okay. the big strategy or trick is what what beliefs do I have that I'm Let's see. It's like a, a reconciling our conscious belief and our unconscious our, our conscious goal and our unconscious belief. 
Okay. So figuring that part out. One of the things, the reason why I asked that question was you probably wondered why would I go back to talk about debt? Because today uh, you are an entrepreneur. And so I all, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, for those, you know, to, to actually to be where you are today, that was one mm-hmm. of the loose ends that had to be tied up. And plus, learning how to manage the money. I don't, you know, I'm not saying you didn't manage it, but, but I think that's an yeah. important point that in order to move forward, a lot of the past issues, things that maybe we didn't particularly like, and I'm sure nobody likes to be in debt, but in order to move forward and to have a future and to be successful, uh, that is a part of the learning process. So the growth not only comes within, but there's growth without. <laughs> growth outside, Absolutely. that's what I'm trying, trying to say. So, so thank you for sharing that because I know um, that you're on a journey, you've been on a journey. What, what sparked you to want to um, begin the journey to help other people? Because in reality, I believe we can't help anybody else until we first help ourselves. So was there an idea you had or desire from what you've gone through that you felt, I've got to share this with other folks? Absolutely. I, as, I, as I continued growing and seeing all the benefits, the, the financial benefits, the love benefits, the, the promotions, the, the money coming mm-hmm. in, um, the life-changing you know, things around me, um, I realized that I love that. And so... Okay. I definitely want to go more into okay. that, and I'll share. I'll share. Um, okay. Well, we're going to take that a quick with our break. Listeners. All right, we're going to take a quick break, uh, mm-hmm. commercial break, and listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to be right back with my guest today, Miss Lisa Reed. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. 
Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there. Welcome back to my interview today with my guest, Miss Lisa Reed. Lisa is this brilliant, <laughs> I call her the brilliant facilitator of, for Productive Learning, which is a personal development company. And this woman uh, is absolutely just fascinating, and I'm happy to have her. One of the things I didn't mention earlier is that she started and founded a very highly successful OC and that's the Orange County, for those of you in California, Speakers Network. So she's done a lot of work that encourages, and she does collaboration among speakers, and she's just terrific. Not only that, but she's a wife, she's a mother, and a published author. So, Lisa, we were talking uh, before we went on break about um, financial debt, but we also talked about some of the things that you learned and why you had that compelling, I guess, need to share with others. But let's go back to uh, talking about the financial part of it, because that is such a big part of uh, what I like to share with entrepreneurs, that really learning how to manage money. If you can't manage money, that you can, you're not going to be a good business entrepreneur, because it takes five or six, but well, 10 years, maybe you can hire somebody to handle your, <laughs> handle your finances. <laughs> so share a little bit. Absolutely. Let's backtrack a bit. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the trick is finding this... I say this for, for any system, really, but finding the system that works for you. Like, I found the system yes. that works for me, but I think it's a combination of finding a system that you're really going to use and you're really going to work and mm-hmm. understanding the habits and thoughts and the feelings that are getting in the way for yes. keeping the debt there. And so yes. even now, I can share an, a recent example of um, my husband likes to have a new car every, every you know, three years or so. I'm not that into cars. It doesn't really, you know, it's not a thing for me. Mm-hmm. However, he really wants me to have this, you know, a new car. And I was telling him, I said, honey, I, I can feel myself tempted to get this new car because you're totally on board. And I'm like, but I also see, like, it's not something that I really need but I'm tempted to do it, you know, because who wouldn't want a new car, right? So, so knowing myself to say, like, what, what am I really wanting? What would this really do for me? Would I really feel, um, like, how long would it take for the feeling of having this new car to wear off? And what would I be mm-hmm. trading in instead of it? And just being, not judging myself or judging him or, or whoever, but what, what am I really going for? What feel am I going for? Getting connected to my overall mission of, like, how do I want to live myself financially? Um, and those are good questions for people to ask, like, before you buy the, the impulse buy of, you know, the new pair of shoes, like, mm-hmm. right. um, the new, whatever, right. the, the, the business investment. Sometimes it can be we're inundated with all these promises, but really – you know, am I making an impulsive decision because it's out of anxiety, fear, or desperation? Mm-hmm. Or have I, do I know myself enough to say, right. actually, this is a really um, sound, conscious decision, and I can right. see where it would be really helpful for me. So having mm-hmm. that pause is really important, right. especially it's for It's not letting those emotional, uh, emotional uh, yourself become emotional about what you're going to purchase or um, whatever it may be when those emotions come into play. It's a look, it's a look to examine it. So that's, I mean, that's great of you to share that. 
What, you, you know, I want to know, um, what are some of the strategies and steps that you would share with listeners today that were on a personal development journey? Because what does that look like? <laughs> yeah, it, I tell people one of the biggest assets you can have in, in change is curiosity. And I imagine that a lot of your listeners, you know, have that trait in themselves because why would they be listening to Transformation by Success, you know? Like, they would, they're curious about how can I continue to grow, shift, change, live my purpose? And there's this Mm -hmm. really beautiful balance between being so grateful and feeling blessed for what we have, right? Like, of course, I'm I'm 100% grateful for everything that has been given to me and, and the relationships I have and where I am today. And mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. am always going to continue to desire growth. Where can I still grow? Where can I still? And so looking at your thoughts, listening to your thoughts, um, exercising that, that muscle of awareness and looking at all mm-hmm. of ourselves. I think sometimes we want to just notice the great parts of ourselves. <laughs> and I have noticed that, the more in tune and I give a voice to the part of myself that I don't particularly care for is very powerful. Like, oh, you know what? There's times where I can hear a a tone or um, an attitude that is not attractive and is not who I ideally want to be. So instead Mm -hmm. of shutting it down, I listen to it. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. why... Where's that coming from? Is there a need that's not being served? Is there something that I need that I haven't given myself right now? And that helps me shift it more authentically. So yeah. those are all pieces. Okay. It just takes time. It takes time to grow yeah, and learn it, those it, things about ourselves. But, you know, I'm really curious about something, and I always like to ask this question, particularly people who are dealing with personal life growth. What do you think the reason, uh, what do you think might be some of the reasons that men don't pursue this? as much as women, because they need the help just as much as we do. Uh, but Absolutely. what do you think might be some of the barriers uh, that prevent them from going on this journey? I think sometimes it's uh, possibly cultural where, and you can even go back to the baseline of, um, you know, there's this stereotype that women ask for directions and men don't ask for directions. I don't know if that's true. Probably not all the time. But, I've you know, there's, that's a stereotype. And there's this, um, you know, sense of asking for help can be seen as a weakness or mm-hmm. or letting people know that you don't know all the answers or that you don't have it, you know, all taken care mm-hmm. of. And that, that can be in direct opposition to right. a man's role of providing and right. being the lead of the charge. And, and so... It doesn't mean that um, you can't have both, but certainly that can be a hindrance, I think, for mm-hmm. men to... But, you know, do you, something. do you feel that... It's not a feeling, but uh, are, are you suspecting that there is a change with some of the millennial men, that there's a difference, that maybe they are not so locked in to the cultural norms and are hurting? Because, you know, um, again... We have a really, really high suicide rate now. It's, it's climbing. Yeah. And a lot of our young people, men and women, um, particularly in the United States, I'm not sure the stats uh, internationally, but I know that 
it's possibly, you know, because not being able to face the reality of what's happening in their lives. I'm just throwing that out because um, I know yeah, you're doing this personal life development work. And um, have you been on the lookout for that? Have you seen of any of this in your experiences? I have. I've Maybe seen an uh, uptick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've I've seen an uptick in millennials um, come through our workshops, and what I can say for sure, and this is across all ages and genders, is that mm-hmm. everyone experienced pain in some some form or another. Right. Sometimes right. more traumatic than others, but we all right. have, as humans, have experienced pain. And for our, I think that you're correct that the roles are starting to shift and blend a little bit, and mm-hmm. men are more open to exploring feelings. You know, we have emotional intelligence now, so it's like, oh, what's that? And, oh, you mean if I if I looked at this, my performance could um, at work or, you know, my performance as a dad or my performance as a husband right. Um, right. be better, then now I'm interested. And so, or just in my performance as a human being. And I think that can be really, really powerful. I we've we have many male clients and my hat goes off to them. They are so oh, strong and great. and emotionally intelligent and willing to be vulnerable. And to me, that willingness to be curious and vulnerable is mm-hmm. strength. Is strength. You know, um, you know, this kinda lets like, me segue into um what was your um Desire. How did you come about establishing a speakers network? What did you hope to accomplish with that? Oh um, well, I love collaborating. Just like we're talking now, I love collaborating mm-hmm. with other people and learning from other people. I certainly don't have all the answers. I don't think any one person mm-hmm. has all the answers. And <laughs> I love connecting and having fun. I know. Yeah, right. Like we, yeah, we just are always <laughs> learning and. So I I had been tasked with, I had been brought on at Productive Learning to be a speaker for them, teach about mindset. And, uh-huh. uh, well, I, I have a bachelor's and a master's degree in speech communication, but I hadn't been a professional speaker, you know, officially. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I didn't really know where to get started. And I thought, I want to hang around other speakers and learn from them. And I'm really good at collaborating, so I'm sure I can bring something to the table, which which I do always anytime I'm, I'm involved in something. So mm-hmm. it started back in 2013, and we meet mm-hmm. once a month, and it has just continued to grow. It's one of my favorite things to do on a first Tuesday of the month. And we, um, we like I have next month, I have the president of National Speakers Association of Los Angeles coming to speak. Mm-hmm. I've had people mm-hmm. fly in. I I just absolutely love it. And I think speakers tend to be on their own. Ironically, even though we're speaking to groups of audiences, like we love being around, not everyone, but a lot of speakers are extroverted and, and do like to be around other people. Not all well, of us. Well, did you bring speakers together, Lisa, uh, to network with each other, or did you bring them to share? I mean, what was the purpose? I mean, I, I'm trying, you know, the speakers network. Okay. So are they all networking yeah. for opportunities, or how, how, how does yeah. it work? That's the idea. So the idea is that, and I probably get 30% of my 
and you speaking engagements through referrals from other speakers. And so okay. I knew there was a lot of power in that. And, and I sometimes I have to explain it, so thanks for asking. The concept is if, if all of us, let's say there's 30 speakers, and we're all working on our own separately, privately, on our own to book our own engagements, yeah. right? Right. And then, and then we get together, and we're like, oh, hey, well, I know these people, but you don't know these people. I could introduce you to these people. Who could you introduce me to? And we start mm-hmm. to build a relationship of trust and respect, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everyone's gaining, but we haven't done extra work. Like, it, it's exponential growth. And so mm-hmm. I teach people how to have relationships with each other and the concept of sharing um, their their referrals as, as appropriate, not just for every single person, okay. but okay. It's, it's appropriate, that's, yeah. I think that's great, and I think, it, you know, it's a great idea. Are you guys uh, all over the United States, or are you just here locally in one particular area? So far, just here in Orange County, California, but um, I, I am trying to figure out a way to bring it virtually um, and so that's something I'm looking at launching in 2019 where speakers can connect virtually and refer mm-hmm. you know, globally. Uh, especially, there's a lot of speakers who really want to travel. Right. And because I think, you know, so there, there are people in other countries that. that speak and would like to probably yeah. have their own network. It's a, it's a thought. Um, what, what has been, what in your opinion, you know, this is offline, but to me, it's what in your opinion makes a great speaker? <laughs> you would know. Oh, gosh, there's so many things. What do you think makes a a great speaker? One or two things. I think emotionally connecting with your audience is key. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. making sure that you're giving value um, to that group. And I think those are the two two big things. I'm going to share something with you that's a little humorous, um, that connecting with your audience emotionally, uh, that's very good. But when you go to certain audiences uh, that are global, uh, you won't get a you won't get a affirmation. What I'm saying is that what I found from being a speaker myself and traveling abroad and speaking, there's certain groups of people. You know, in the United States, when you're when you're connecting, people are nodding their heads, they're smiling. You can you know you can see there's some encouragement. But try speaking to an audience and that they're culturally different, where they're just staring. And you don't know if you're yeah. getting through, if you're connecting or what, because it's culture. It's their culture. They don't nod. They're not shaking their heads or saying, yes, Mr. Goat, right on. <laughs> and That's so, a really interesting point. <laughs> How did you overcome that? Uh, well, because you just know that you're, you're giving it the best and you're speaking from your heart. You have to know where you're coming from. And then you just, you have to realize that you're diff- in different cultures. And it doesn't mean they're not receiving you. So that, number one, is you need to be emotionally secure as a speaker. Wow. It yeah. sounds like I'm doing the interview here. But, but basically, no, that's how valuable I, information. I, I overcame it. But uh, I had to realize that for African Americans, for so example, when you're speaking with them, our mixed group, they're, they're giving you lots of affirmations. People are smiling. They're nodding their heads uh, in, in affirmation with you. But when I was talking to a cultural group in Africa, they, there was no, 
no affirmation. But afterwards, everybody was running up to me, women, and said, oh, I love your speech. I love your talk, Dr. Young. You know, but it, but it wasn't getting the, the nodding and all of this. So you just have to know that the message you're bringing is, is, is important. Uh, it's valuable. You're feeling it from your heart. You're speaking from your heart. Yeah. Not a prepared. Speech. I noticed another thing that sometimes when I'm speaking, uh, I don't know if you're, mm-hmm. I don't know if your listeners you are familiar. I'm sorry, what? What happened? Sometimes you were saying when you're speaking, something happens. Yeah. Oh, that, um, that I would speak to like a group, very heart centered group, and mm-hmm. I can be very business minded and task oriented mm-hmm. versus relational or extroverted versus mm-hmm. introverted energy. So mm-hmm. in the past when I was getting used to speaking, I might if I wasn't seeing that as a mistake that I'd made, if I wasn't seeing that um, audience interaction, I would up my level of energy, almost like wanting to get them excited. And it was the mm-hmm. reverse, like it was having a bad effect on it. Yeah. So I yeah. realized now how Mm-hmm. Can I shift my own energy to match theirs when necessary? But that's not, there's not a set, a set uh, formula for that. It, you have to kind of move it in the no, moment or be really, aware. That really isn't. Uh, I think you do your best. Uh, you have uh, an intent um, mm-hmm. for me, you know, the purpose of why I'm here, and that is to yes. give people hope and encouragement. It's, you know, if it's a business, you know, uh, collaboration, I've done a lot of speaking and just not about me, but I love to be able to empower and to help people see light, see hope, be encouraged. So, and I know that's what you do. What um, was your biggest hurdle getting this started? I think was it was knowing what, like, where could I speak? I didn't know. I had no idea where to get started. I wasn't mm-hmm. scared to speak. I didn't have a phobia or anything like that. I just didn't know what to do to get started. And so mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. why I help other speakers with that. I'm like, some of these things are really basic, but if you don't know, you don't know what to ask. So right. I try to make it, like, cut down the obstacles to get them on stage. Okay. I'm like, you can't be a speaker okay. if you don't have an audience. <laughs> if no one hears you, you can't share your message. <laughs> Like, let's get you out there. Let's get you out there. You can do it. Yes. So a lot of times I'm just letting them know that I believe that it's possible. I can see the path. They may right. not be able to see it, but I'm like, I can see it. Let me help right. you get to the to that point. Okay. I, I really, I, I'm enjoying this. I really am. You're absolutely so special, Lisa. So we're going to take Aww. a quick break, and um, we're going to come back in just a few minutes, and we're going to continue my discussion with Miss Lisa Reed. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. 
Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leanne Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to my interview today with Miss Lisa Reed, who is the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now. So, Lisa, when we went on break, we were talking about uh, speaking from the stage and some of the things that your speakers network, what they do, and more importantly, we had a discussion about cultural differences sometimes in speaking, but, and it brought up uh, another question uh, that I thought of, to ask you, and that is, given the growing number of uh, digital communications and the way uh, speakers now are speaking up with on iTunes and they've got all kinds of digital forms of communication to get the, the message out, what do you think um, is, will portend for speakers in live seated events in the future? Uh, you mean... I think that there's both. I think that there's, uh-huh. uh, I think it's actually really exciting time to be a speaker because of mm-hmm. the social media mm-hmm. aspect. Because uh-huh. okay. if you are, let's say you are a single mom or, or dad, whatever, you know, you're a single parent mm-hmm. taking care of your little kids and you want to be a speaker, but you have this responsibility that keeps you at home. You can. Yeah utilize technology, social media to get your message across. And mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. exciting. I mean, I, what, Facebook Live is very, very new. Instagram Live, very, very new. I mean, this whole technology is so new, just a couple years old. Right. That's really right. exciting. Um, but I still, and so it's funny, so we think like, oh my gosh, no one's doing live events anymore. I have to tell you, at Productive Learning, we teach Oh, I don't even know how many, but nearly 40 live events a year. So mm-hmm. we have people who still have that strong desire. We don't have speakers come to the, we, you know, we facilitate workshops, but it's live in person. They're not mm-hmm. virtual because people still have that desire for that human connection, which we can duplicate it slightly through virtual space, but yeah. there's nothing yeah, like that physical energy connection and people are craving it because they we we connect so much digitally that we're like wait what you know when we feel that physical human connection it's really exciting so i don't think that live events are going to the wayside i think it's just okay. learning what works for you okay well i tell you uh, I think, too, nowadays, when we start looking at uh, our, the population, the change in demographics, particularly in the United States, we're going to have to, I think speakers will probably have to rev up and be really exciting, really um, stimulating uh, with the audiences. I mean, no more of this boring stuff. 
I mean, but you don't have yeah. because you're helping people to get those speaking gigs. <laughs> I hope I'm not a boring speaker. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> no, no. And so uh, now is it, one of the things that I'm curious too is that do you guys have a chance to listen to each other? Because I think that's so invaluable. If you have a chance to listen to one another as they're speaking and critique. You know, that's like, is that like, um, there's an organization, what is that organization like called? Like Toastmasters? Yeah, like Toastmasters. Um, I think you're talking about Toastmasters? Right. Yeah, we you don't do, do that at like our that. network, because usually uh-huh. people who come to my network are either aspiring or seasoned speakers, like, and that's what they want to do okay. for to market okay. their business. It's versus, like, okay. which I think Toastmasters could definitely, if you want to improve um, or get over a phobia, or keep the keep the saw sharp or the knife sharp. Um, I think it's an excellent organization, and a lot of people do both, but they they do have a different uh, purpose. Right. 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 Now, Lisa, have you actually um, booked, or you, you you've been you have spoken in over three hundred and fifty engagements? Yes. Since, uh, okay, has that been since 2013? Yes, yeah, in the last five years, yeah. My hat's off to you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> my hat's off to you, girl. I mean, that's quite a job. There's no grass growing under my feet, Dr. Young. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it. But uh, you, I just want to applaud you uh, for being able to give your gift to the world because, I mean, so many people really need it you know, and important messages to be heard. But more importantly, that you have lived what, you're, what you are talking about. And I think that's so encouraging now to be able to give people light and, and to give them hope because there's just so much going on, I tell you. And so I know for you listeners out there, uh, you have enjoyed uh, hearing Lisa share um, her, a bit of her transformational journey and how she had to really do that journey, and look within. So, Lisa, when you talk about uh, personal development journey and the working and the work that you do, what do you think is next for you? Um, well, like I had mentioned, for 2019, I would like to bring my Get Speaking Gigs Now consulting and coaching to a virtual market because mm-hmm. I know that not everyone lives in Orange County. <laughs> There is other people who live in the world all around. And I do think it's really important to be able to give them the tools to get their message heard. I do have clients um, in other parts of the country that I help via phone, but I really want Mm -hmm. to be able to get these tools out quicker, um, more readily for people. So that's on the horizon as I develop an online Mm -hmm. system for, for people. Um, My daughter is 15. She'll be getting her driver's permit. So I'm, going to be a mom of a soon-to-be driving teen, which is another whole other ball of acts I'm excited for. Wow. That's yeah. great. And that, and, that leads me uh, yeah. to the question, balance. How do you achieve balance in your life, being the wife, the mom, you know, the entrepreneur, and you're out here, you know, you're doing it, girl. So how do you, how do you find that balance for your family? I think it fluctuates because with speaking, it's not always on the same day or the same time of day or, you know, it's not a steady, you know, eight to five type of situation. But I I put it in my calendar. For example, tomorrow I will be in 
um, San Bernardino County, which is one county in California, and then I'll be in L.A. County, so I'll be in a different county in the evening. And so I thought, well, what could I do during the day? And I'm going to go to the Korean spa and have that experience. I've never done that before. So sometimes it's just being intentional, like, well, what, what would I like to do with my time? I have this mm-hmm. window of opportunity, and well, what, what would, and I thought about it, like, should I go to a museum? I mean, I, I thought of a few different things that I would want to do. And so yeah. sometimes it's just taking that time out to enjoy, and that's a big part of how I like to live my life. Well, just how I'm glad to hear that. that. We have a growing number of women entrepreneurs that are rising, and I, I'm predicting that over the next 20 years we're going to see a lot more women who are entrepreneurs, particularly out of this millennial group, because most of them don't want to do that nine to five, and they don't want to work for somebody else. So we're going to see a growing number of women, I think, and entrepreneurs. What advice would you give to to uh, a woman who was considering becoming an entrepreneur? I think that uh, clarity, yeah, clarity on what you what you truly love about whatever mm-hmm. that business is. Mm-hmm. Instead mm-hmm. of focusing on what you think people want, it's like, well, what mm-hmm. do I love to teach when I'm, or what do I, what service do I love to provide? What fe- feels mm-hmm. great or what, what fuels my purpose, my heart? And starting mm-hmm. there, I know that sometimes that doesn't always pay the bills, so it just depends, but I think that's a really good place to start. And okay. um, those are questions that I'm asking myself as I develop my new program. I'm like, well, what do I, when I work with a certain client, who do I love mm-hmm. working with? And what do I really, like, I know in my bones that I really help them. That, to me, right. feels really exciting. Mm-hmm. So I follow that light when I'm, when I'm moving forward okay. in a program or, or new product. Thank you for sharing. I'm going to ask you now a real tough question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going to start laughing when I think about it because uh, there are a growing number of baby boomers and women who are in an age category of 60 plus. What advice would you give for women who are looking, they're maybe now retired, or I don't like the word retired, but we uh, careering or thinking about re-careering. Yeah. What would you say to women in that category? I get a lot of questions about that. What do I do with my life now? Or they may be a widow now, and what do I do? What what would you I suggest? actually get a lot of that. Um, those types of scenarios um, with the people I work mm-hmm. with at Productive Learning, and even in speaking, mm-hmm. get speaking gigs now. And mm-hmm. my motto is it's never too late to do anything. Um, we actually have a client of ours in his 90s, and he still comes to workshops. So I'm not, mm-hmm. I've, I'm mm-hmm. not think you're limited by that, but it's going back to that question of what do you truly want to do? What, what do you think would be exciting? Mm-hmm. What, I have one um, mm-hmm. person who I had been talking to recently, and she said she was 71. She's like, I'm 71, and I all my friends are retired, but I'm still, you know, working. And I have this vision of mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. on a bigger stage, but I'm right. not sure how to get mm-hmm. there. I said, well, how long right. have you had that vision? She said, like, 10, 20 years. I'm like, well, then let's do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not going to go. If you right. dreamt it, then it's possible. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm, I'm, again, being true I'm to so what you truly want to do. Yeah. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that. And and one of the things, Lisa, I want you to sort of just reinforce and speak to the women out there because you know what, that are of that age category, I really have a heart 
for uh, these women. I do. Because I run into them in the grocery stores. I run into them in, you know, many of the malls, many different places that I go that are younger than me. Uh, and I'm just blessed. I truly am blessed to be my age and still working. And But, I mean, it's like we forget there's a population of men and women who still have a lot more to give to this earth. And Absolutely. so the life growth or the, the growth development workshops you give, what would you say or, or how would you make an appeal to women who are in that category that, that there's a need for them to maybe rethink, it's, it's, it, you know, because they can benefit from looking, because we go through passages, uh, different people than we were when we were 20 or the 30s or the 40s. And so now I'm 70 or say I'm 71 or there's a gentleman, you know. So what would you say to them? Make an appeal. Yeah, I think it's, it's again, that we go through passages, like you said, in life, and we have this vision of what it's supposed to be like or mm-hmm. this myth like oh I can't wait for my kids to move out and go to college oh I can't wait to retire and then you hear when the kids go off it's we have this empty nest feeling yeah. like wow yeah. what, what as a mom maybe if you were a mom the whole time you know full time you're feeling like where, what do I what was my purpose what am I supposed to do now like that was my role and now it's gone and it's sad we don't really talk about that part and same when we retire okay. we can think like oh that what do I do now what's my purpose and I'm not feeling fulfilled so yeah. I think that's those are good questions to ask um, in terms of well, what's my next step right well I really want to thank you for sharing so much today good information just about financial getting out of debt some of the things you need to be thinking about and how the networkers and the speakers network is absolutely functioning lisa i think you've got some i think you've got some work to do so listeners i want to thank you today i know you've enjoyed listening to my guest lisa reed who shared so much today and i want to thank you and i want you guys to take note i hope you had your pens and your pads and you were taking notes on some of the things that Lisa was sharing today. So I want you to stay tuned next week because we've got another great guest coming on, Adam Markle, who wrote a book called Pivot. Oh, boy, he was a lawyer uh, making and then became a CEO of a multimillion-dollar company and then made a pivot. So you got to be on the show next week to hear Adam Markle. So, again, Lisa, thank you so much. Have a very blessed rest of the day and the week. And give your husband my regards. (laughs) I will. Thank you, Dr. Young. You're amazing. Thank you for having me as a guest. Thank you for being on the show. And to my listeners out there, all of you from all over the world, be great, be blessed, be beautiful, and be forever transformed. This is Dr. Young signing off. Until next week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.